Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts. Already did my power rankings Tuesday for the Ross Tucker football podcast. Pretty much all of them are 30 minutes or less. Try to give you your average commute time, average workout time, give you a chance to listen and get a little bit informed. We've got the Even Money Betting podcast for the NFL games a little bit later today. Fantasy Feast will be tomorrow. But this is the College Draft Podcast. I like to say it's three podcasts in one because we talk about the biggest games in college football. We talk about the best prospects in college football in those biggest games. And my man Emery makes his picks against the spread. Emery, of course, is Emery Hunt at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Football Game Plan on YouTube, which is where he – First became a star. Now he's everywhere. And then footballgameplan.com slash 2023 draft guide. That's how you get the best draft guide in the business that has legit breakdowns, evals of everyone. And I mean everyone. Do you ever, Emery, have like a panic attack? Is there anybody ever like drafted that you didn't know about or you didn't evaluate? I figure that like, Knowing the way you are and how you know everybody, that must like kill you. It it, it kills me when it's not um when it's a when it's a small school guy that I didn't have in my guide. Cause a lot of times you have these these guys from, you know, FBS programs, you may have the, the third guard that's a senior on a team get drafted and you like all right, well, I, I didn't have that clearly. You know, you probably focus on the guy that was starting, the guy that played a lot, and here comes the third-string guy who was a senior that gets drafted. I, I'm okay with that. But when it's a guy from a school that's supposed to be in my lane that I don't have, I'm like, damn. Because, you know, everybody would then hit you up. Hey, Emory, who's this guy that, that you know, that we just drafted? Who's that guy? And I'm and I'm like, well, shit, I don't have a – I don't have, a, I don't have a, a report on him. Like, damn, that's the one that usually by uh, – bothers me got it guys so you're good you're okay if it's like 
uh, a power five backup O lineman that somehow got drafted because he had good good measurables. But it's you want to be the small school guy. I love it. Yeah, and, that's, um, and you that's- are, man. Every small school conference like hires you to do stuff for them. It's unbelievable. <laughs> hey, man, listen. You know what's other? What's been fascinating is is watching the growth of this um, the Hunt Report on CBS Sports that comes out every Thursday, where I spotlight you know a handful of small college prospects that are under the radar. You know, guys that may not be on the the Senior Bowl watch list or the Shrine Bowl one thousand. Um, so I, I do a lot of deep digging and, and these schools appreciate it. And, you know, you start to see the schools realize that, hey, man, if if the czar is talking about us, then we're doing pretty doggone good. And this, and nine times out of ten, I start to see some of these guys creep up on on list and watch list. Because, again, that's what it's all about. Hey, I'm introducing you to some guys that I've watched that I think can play. And it's all it's all about pushing the envelope forward in terms of, making sure we're not just talking about the same five, you know, how many different scout reports, how many, how many scout reports are we going to see from Bryce Young or about Will Levis? Like, man, like we get it. Like, it's like overkill. Find somebody else. Who else is, you know, let's talk about day two or day three or something like that, man. But that's, that's why I'm here. Curious to talk about a couple of guys for Syracuse and Clemson. Clemson, big favorites against the undefeated Orange. I've been hearing about this O-lineman for Syracuse, Matthew Bergeron. Tell me about him. He's very good on the move, man. I think he is excellent in in the zone blocking scheme, has good footwork, good athleticism, reach blocks rather well. He's a left tackle. I think he can play that at the pro level. So I I do think he has a lot of uh, athletic traits and checks all the boxes that you want to see. And, arguably is is a big reason why they're able to run the football uh the way they do up there with Dino Baber. So yeah, he's someone that's going to have his hands full um tonight or not tonight, but in this ball game because of the matchup. You know, that's why I like to kind of pair the matchups in certain games because if he's having a good day, that means he's blocking some pretty good edge rushers rather well for Clemson. What about Emory um a couple edge guys for Clemson? K.J. Henry and and Xavier Thomas. I'm especially interested in Xavier Thomas. I did the Army Bowl. He was in it the same year as Trevor Lawrence. And he was like the guy on as a DN. And he looked awesome. Like, he looked like an NFL DN in high school and was so hyped up. But here he is, I guess, what, year five at Clemson, which you just don't see very often. Especially at that position, usually if guys can go, they're gone in three years, like i.e. Will Anderson, right? But you like that he's back healthy. He missed like the first five games of this season um, dealing with an injury he suffered in the spring. But he is so twitched up, man. He He is as twitched up as you want the position to be. And it's funny because when you watch him um, at his full strength, you almost get the perception that he is lining up even with the offensive tackle, that's how much of a jump he gets on the football. It's like, man, this dude got to be offside. Like, no, he is explosive off the ball. Um, and again, I could see him as someone that can play with his hand in the dirt or as an outside edge rusher, a TJ Watt type of a guy uh, where he could just, just go, man. And, and I'm glad he's back because it just adds to the explosiveness of that defensive unit. Now, Henry is on the other side where I think he's more of the traditional contain rusher, 
He's more of a power guy. He's a little bit taller, 6'4", about 260. So he's more of your classic defensive end. Um, but he does have the ability to not only win with power, but he shows a little nuance in terms of being able to slip certain blocks and you know dip that shoulder and collapse toward the quarterback. But he's benefiting from what Thomas does on the other side, which is make which is going to make them both excel. When you also add the fact that you have a, a, a you know um, Brian Brissy in the middle as well. So I like their defensive line. That's why this O line D line matchup for Syracuse is the one they got to win. Clemson's laying 13 and a half, Emery. 13 and a half big ones, just under two touchdowns. What are you thinking? Mm, I'm going to take Syracuse in the points, man. Uh, you know, Clemson is a good team this year. They're getting very good play from DJ Uwe Angelale. Uh, But this is one of those games where I feel like Dino Baber's team tends to show up, and they understand what's at stake. Man, if they beat Clemson and take care of business, they have another big game next week. Um, as well, they could essentially write their own ticket in terms of are we talking about Syracuse getting into the the college football playoff now? Um, So I think this is a huge game. 13 points is a lot in this matchup against this team. Now they're going to bank on Schrader not turning the ball over like he did last weekend. They can't overcome that against a team like Clemson. Um, And I feel like we'll see them, we'll see the best version of Syracuse uh, on the road down there uh, in Death Valley. I'm excited about this game. There's a lot of orange, but I do feel like you know, <laughs> we just see uh, the best version of Syracuse. They're not going to get beat by more than 13 points. Speaking of a lot of orange, I felt like it was Syracuse playing against the Commanders last Thursday night in that <laughs> Thursday night game. The Bears looked like Syracuse out there. When I think Syracuse, you know, upstate New York, I think about my time in western New York, my beer, Emery, was Labatt Blue Light. Football season means it is Labatt Blue Light season. And there's no better way to watch your team on game day than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in hand. Stock up and be the MVP of your tailgate and share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Quick Love me some Labatt Blue Light. Love me some beer on a college football Saturday. I gotta tell we you, got, what's I, that? Quick thing about Labatt Blue. I had Labatt Blue when I went to the Grey Cup in Toronto, um, and it was I got you know halftime show was Justin Bieber. It was a Justin Bieber concert at halftime. So I went I went to the Grey Cup to, in Toronto, um, and. Afterwards, I had a, you know, we had a, the game was at like a, was that six o'clock? So you're done about nine and, you know, just hanging out in the streets of Toronto, sitting at the bar. I think the Maple Leafs were playing. I think they were in the playoffs at the time too. Um, Just sitting there having a, a, you know, with Maple Leafs fans having a big ass Labatt Blue beer and one of those big Keurig type, you know, it was a big (laughs) 
sat down at the bar. So I'm very familiar with Labatt Blue. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, that was my big drink of choice in Buffalo. Still love it. Uh, what about UCLA? They're getting six points on the road in Oregon. A little surprised by that. The way UCLA's played this year, the uh, sportsbook, DraftKings, still a lot of respect for the Ducks. Yeah, it's interesting because how much do we trust Oregon still? You know, and it's, it's almost like when you saw Clemson rank fourth, you're like, whoa, hold on. Like, I, I know they've been winning, but fourth best team in the country. Oregon, I believe, is a top 10 squad right now. Like, uh, something does not compute. I'm definitely taking UCLA in the points here because they have the better quarterback. But Zach Charbonnet, to me, um, is running really well. He reminds me a lot of um, Ryan Matthews when, when he was you know, coming out of Fresno State. Just a very efficient runner, good feel for the run game, uh, knows how to make the moves that need to be made, and, and they're productive, they're functional. He's not over the top. He's just a good overall back that you could plug right out of Pasadena and plug him right into your starting lineup as a tailback, and he can hold down the run game. So I like the way – this kid has run out of like them since he was at Michigan. And I love what he's doing right now for UCLA. Is like, is Chip Kelly back? Like is the Chip Kelly offense, is Chip Kelly back as a, as a football genius, football guru? Um, I think don't, don't they have like the oldest team in college football? They're all like 23, 24 year olds. DTR has been there forever. I think Chip realized that can be a competitive advantage. Just have smarter, more mature guys that are more experienced. Why do you think BYU is always held to, to play? Because they're older, they're more experienced, they have a little bit more grown man strength than the average college team. UCLA is doing the same thing. And what I've always liked about Chip Kelly and what doesn't get talked about is how dedicated he is to the run game. All his teams can run the heck out the football whether it was at Oregon, UCLA, with the Eagles, the run game is first and foremost what he does well, even back at New Hampshire also. So I love that about Kelly. I love the fact that he will always like hang his hat on the run game first, and that's why they have success. Now, Oregon will, will need to, one, stop the run, and because that's going to be key, you look at their edge player, DJ Johnson, who's a terrific athlete because he was once a tight end for the Oregon Ducks and – you know, now he's playing exclusively defensive end, so there's still some growth there. But you like his frame. He's 6'4", about 270. Um, still trying to feel things out uh, from a, you know, nuance perspective. But the athleticism is there, and you like the fact that he's able to, to, to get to certain places. He's able to play the run away, so he's able to chase that down. He's able to do a great job in, in dropping back in the coverage because, again, he was a tight end, so he's not awkward in space. So he can do a lot. And I think he can bring a lot of work withable tools uh, to an NFL team. Kansas State is so. By the way, if you missed it, Emory said he's got UCLA and the six points. So he's got UCLA in the points, Syracuse in the points. Kansas State is getting three and a half at TCU. TCU just keeps winning, man. TCU beat Kansas. TCU beat Oklahoma State. These are like close, hard fought. Games late, but TCU keeps getting it done. Let's start with K-State running back Deuce Vaughn. I know you love this dude. I like 
Isaac when I see highlights of him as a lead blocker, like he's not afraid to get after people. Right. He has a, a I hate to sound overly scouty, but he has a thick lower half where he, he ha- he's a he's a thickly built short guy, you know, and I'm pretty sure he probably has the only accurate listing of his height and weight on a college athletics website because you can't fudge five, six, you know, uh, 180, 185 or whatever it is. He, he's built how he's built and he's been built that way his whole life. So he knows how to play that way. Reminds me a lot of Quentin Griffin, you know, that played at Oklahoma, that had a cup of coffee with the Broncos. I thought he was going to be the next star for the Broncos in that Mike Shanahan offense. I don't know why he didn't work out for the Broncos, but this is what I see when I see Quentin Griffin. It's funny because they both wore 22. Um, but Deuce Vaughn is is someone that that presses the hole properly, is not overly jittery unnecessarily. He does so when he has to, but he always tends to run through arm tackles and power through and move the pile. So he's a strong runner despite being – a shorter squatty guy. He also shows up in, in pass pro, not afraid to get in there and pick up a blitz. He doesn't try to, you know, the old Ole cut blocks that most running backs like to do. He's going to stand in there and, and take the shot or deliver the blow. And he's also a very good receiver out of the backfield. So he does a lot of things rather well. And I will be interested to see where he goes, you know, as a pro, because I know pro teams will look at him and say, well, yeah, but, but the team that gets him, and pair him either with a back or, you know, hey, we're just going to lean in. Kind of like how the, the Chargers use Austin Eckler. I think that could be his role as a pro player. They're just as strong, just as competent in the pass pro, and just as competent in the passing game. So I like Deuce Vaughn. What about this receiver everybody's talking about from TCU, Quentin Johnson? He's built a lot like Metroid. You got those long mechanical arms, you know, and just that, you know, just the way he moves down the field. I, it, it's funny to watch him play because I feel like I don't know if you see this, Ross, but I feel like he 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 reminds me a lot of uh, Kevin White when he was at West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia, yeah, stack receivers, uh, you know, one of those guys that stack DBs and, and accelerate. But the catching of the football, and while he does a lot of really good catches, I feel like he's a cradler at times. Like he is not a smooth, easy, just pluck the ball in and keep it moving. I feel like he has to, you know, catch it and make sure he secures it before he can get upfield. Or if it's a deep ball, you don't see him just fluidly over the shoulder or he's going to jump and get it and it's going to make it an acrobatic catch, which is fine. But, you know, those are some questions I have about his game. But in terms of the playmaking ability and the rack skills, you like that. You like that he has, has the ability to play above the rim and be a, a high point guy inside the red zone. Um, he has good acceleration and good speed and good rack skills but i his catching i think is a little bit um and it's from a technical perspective i I feel like he's he tends to body catch too often or cradle too often and that could limit some rack opportunities for him as a pro what do you got kansas state getting three and a half it's at tcu we go from all orange to all purple and you know i feel like this game is going (laughs) to be like a classic uh, first iteration of the Big Twelve that we used to that we grew up watching, Ross, where it you know that transition from the Big Eight and the Southwest Conference. They were playing physical football. They were the SEC of the Midwest. I feel like we're going to get some of that against in this ball game because TCU and, and Kansas State both play very good defense. So I'm still rocking with Kansas State until proven otherwise. 
I just love their element in special teams. I think that's going to be the difference here. So I'm, I'm rocking with Kansas State. Love it. So Emory also likes Kansas State and the points. A lot of times the Big 12, there's a lot of touchdowns. And if you love touchdowns like I do, how about Sling TV? Are you kidding me? You can get all the TV you love for a price you'll actually love at Sling TV. Forget about all the high prices, endless contracts. Sling is the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal. For sports, news, entertainment, they have the best live TV content all in one place, all at the lowest price, and you can catch every touchdown every Sunday thanks to NFL Red Zone, which is available on Sling Blue Plus Sports Extra. Again, every touchdown live as it happens. You all know about the Red Zone. Please, I hope you do. Every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue. And add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price is $46. They're getting it to you for $23. That's right. You get the best deal on Red Zone. So you can catch all the touchdowns. Lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ole Miss, still undefeated, right? Ole Miss is rolling at LSU. Even though Ole Miss is undefeated, they are underdogs. They're getting a point and a half on the road at LSU, Emory. I like LSU here in this spot, man. And here's why. The only team that gave it before it got out of hand, LSU was able to slow down some Tennessee. And they were able to move the football until the receivers just didn't show up that day, had drop after drop after drop, kill drives. They go forward and fourth down. They don't get it. Next thing you know, Tennessee airs it out, touchdown, and that changes the whole tide of the game, right? But when you go back and watch them against up-tempo Mississippi State, they were the Mississippi State stoppers. You watch it how um, they played at Florida, Florida's run game. They were able to cur- curtail that a little bit and really show the offense can keep the pace. And if it wasn't for Anthony Richardson's ability to just rip the heart out of the defense's chest because of his amazing ability in the run game, LSU had a significant lead. So I'm saying all that to say this. Ole Miss has a great run game. Their run game is phenomenal. LSU, let's say pound for pound, can slow down their run game. They don't have the difference maker at quarterback. Dart is playing solid, but Dart is also, to me, the liability on offense. Um, Outside of you know, what they have at receiver. They do have a great receiving core, but I do like Jonathan Ringo or Mingo. Mingo is someone that's just a little bit more fluid, can play, you know, you're, I know people make fun of me for using these terms, but that's the only way I see it because that's what I grew up on. He can play split in or flanker, X or Z, whatever you want to call it, every lingo you want to use. He could play either one of those outside receiver positions. He's good short. He's good deep. They're going to have to find ways to get him the football on the move because LSU also can match up on the outside. 
uh, because they have tremendous talent at cornerback. So I think LSU has the defense to slow down this offense enough to where they get the win. So I do like LSU to win this game, which would set up a huge – because quite as kept, LSU is still, what, tied for first in the SEC West? The only SEC game they've lost was to Tennessee, who's on the other side. We're still looking at an LSU team that could possibly get in the SEC title game, right? So I like LSU to win here. It sets up a big game next week, I believe, against Bama or their bye week before Bama. Bama usually plays like Mercer or someone like that before they go into another SEC game. But I like LSU at the spot because Ali Gay, I think, will have his way uh, with the offensive line of Ole Miss. I think you, again, I, I love throwing out old school names because I, I don't just want to inform the folks, but I also want to educate the folks, you know, because a lot of these people are since 2006 football fans. Like, you know, with the advent of fantasy football and the advent of the Red Zone channel and the advent of, you know, people just looking at football through the prism of numbers on a sheet or uh, the the plotted data points on a post-game, you know, throwing chart. Ali Gay, football happened prior to 2006 and prior to all these next-gen stats and all that stuff, what I was trying to say. But Ali Gay reminds me a lot of Sean Jones. Big, heavy-handed guy, puts those paws on you, and you really go backwards. So his power rush is ridiculous. And so now that LSU hopefully has figured out that Harold Perkins is the next Micah Parsons and leave him on the field and let him be a difference maker and disruptor from – Whatever position you want to play, because he can play anywhere on defense. He can play an edge rusher. He can play a linebacker. He can even play a strong safety if you want him to. Ali Gay is a guy um, that I've been talking about a lot on this show because he's so strong. He's so heavy-handed. He's a disruptor up front. I think he's going to be a big reason why LSU definitely wins this ball game. Got it. Interesting. Love it. Um, a little bonus game. Friday night. Harvard-Princeton, first place in the Ivy League on the line, ESPNU, 7 o'clock. Uh, and I haven't seen a line. All I'm telling people is watch the game. There's a couple legit NFL prospect receivers. Yasavas for Princeton's a freak. The other one's more productive, classy for Princeton. And then for Harvard, Wimberley is a really good player. That game should be awesome. I have it right here. The over-under is 49-and-a-half, and Harvard is a one-and-a-half point favorite. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, interesting. interesting. We're the dogs. That's right. good to know because I'm going to text Fitzpatrick and Juszczyk and try to get a bet going um, with Cause those I, guys. Because um, Steve Verbit, he was there when, since you was there. Of, he recruited me. So, so you know about his defensive prowess, right? These dudes have given up one – outside of last week, prior to the Brown game, they were giving up 1.9 yards a rush and five and a half yards an attempt and only nine points a game. That's why I was shocked that Princeton gave up over 17 points to Brown. They gave up 19 last week. So, it's, you know, time it's time to break up the coach staff because they're crumbling, right? Um, but you watch how good defensively they are. Harvard will have to play its best game offensively and we know Aiden Borgay a really good running back for Harvard good game breaker right but if they can't run and and allow Princeton just to focus on Wimberley I hate that I don't know how healthy Keaton Oderman is 
because if you have Wimberley and Olderman, dynamic duo at wide receiver. But Princeton, to me, because of how they can you know throw the football, because of how they can play defense, they really make things difficult for people on defense. I'm I'm rocking with with the with the Tigers on this one. I know I can't give a prediction when I do the Ivy League preview, but on this show I'll give you that prediction. I do like Princeton. Um, over Harvard here, man. I hope so. I'm I'm too emotionally invested to make a pick, but man, I hope you are right. Should be a good one Friday night. Check him out at F Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Obviously, a lot of you watch us youtubecom slash NFL. Check out Football Game Plan on YouTube as well, and of course, get the draft guide. Sign up for it now, so you don't have to worry about it later. FootballGamePlan.com slash 2023 Draft Guide. Other than that. The keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.